0: Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. Even in the year 2021, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And by that, I'm referring to the off label prescription options doctors have always had that are still controversial when it comes to the ongoing COVID 19 pandemic. Off label prescribing is when a physician gives a drug that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, has approved to treat a condition different than the one you've got. This practice is legal and even common. In fact, one in five prescriptions written today are for off-label use. Last year, Dr. Goldstein discussed the controversy and government interference with how hydroxychloroquine, a common treatment for malaria, was prescribed off-label for patients suffering with COVID-19. Fast forward from September 2020, October 2021, and the same thing is happening with a drug called ivermectin, a drug that is approved for treatment of certain parasitic worm infestations. It's possible to use it as a treatment for COVID 19. Now, here with some much needed insight is respected neurologist and the founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. Okay, Dr. Goldstein, here we are again. With another off-label controversy. It's true.
1: There has never been any ailment or its possible treatment in history that has attracted this type of
0: attention. And to be sure, like I mentioned in the introduction, you, like other doctors, prescribe off-label, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. It's nothing new and nothing that has ever attracted as much attention until the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: Before we dive too deeply into this issue, what do you think is is going on with this latest controversy?
1: Unfortunately, the controversy involves politics. The government, under both Republican and Democratic administrations, have tried to dictate what treatment should be used to treat COVID-19 infections. In truth, the development of treatments should not be political and should be left to the medical profession. Government should limit itself to funding research and providing additional equipment and hospital beds as needed. The CDC can be a clearinghouse to provide data to physicians and researchers about the pandemic. A classic comment sticks in my craw. During the vice presidential debate, Kamala Harris famously said, if Donald Trump said to take the vaccine, she would not. But if Joe Biden said to take it, she would. Think about it. What does either man know about Kamala Harris to advise whether or not she should take the vaccine? She should make the decision with the advice of her physician. The government does have a public health role to protect the public from getting infected, but not a treatment
0: role. Okay, well, fair enough. But let's discuss ivermectin for the moment. From what I see online, there's not much evidence to show that ivermectin is an antiviral or has those properties?
1: There are studies that show ivermectin has no antiviral benefit. And some show that it has qualities for some diseases and others that show it is a miraculous treatment. So far, there is no consensus among physicians about the utility of ivermectin. My view is that doctors who suspect it to be of value should be allowed to study it. There are many examples from the history of medicine where an individual physician working alone has made a major breakthrough. Two examples come to mind. Dr. Simmelweis saved the lives of numerous mothers by suggesting that OB doctors should wash their hands before delivering a baby. He was ridiculed by the medical establishment at the time, as the germ theory of infections had not yet been discovered. More recently, two Australian doctors, Barry Marshall and Robin Warren, found that stomach ulcers were caused by a bacterium. They were also ridiculed by the medical establishment, that is, until they won the Nobel Prize. Allow physicians to pursue different treatments for COVID. Stop politicizing the treatments and stop publishing premature articles in the press for or against any unproven treatment.
0: Does the government have any role in developing new treatments?
1: Sure. Get out of the way. Allow physicians to do their job. Fund promising research. Get rid of laws restricting the doctor's right to prescribe medication.
0: Now, when you discussed the hydroxychloroquine issue last year, you revealed that pharmacists and even state boards of pharmacy were refusing to fill those prescriptions. Here in the state of Texas, pharmacists can refuse to fill prescriptions for practically any reason, so this could be a much larger problem than it already is, couldn't it?
1: Absolutely, and Texas is not the only state where this type of law exists. A pharmacist can refuse to put prescriptions here for just about any reason. This restricts physicians from prescribing off-label and thus inhibits the development of new treatments for disease. Examples of medicine medications initially prescribed off-label that were ultimately found effective for other disease include amitriptyline, originally approved as an antidepressant, and it was found effective for the treatment of migraine headaches, and gabapentin, it was initially an anti-seizure medication, was found effective for treating painful peripheral neuropathy.
0: Now, what advice do you have for patients who test positive for COVID-19?
1: Consult with your doctor. Doctors can keep up with the medical literature as well as talk to their colleagues. A primary doctor may refer you to another physician who might have as much as 18 months' experience in treating COVID-19. That physician may recommend an experimental treatment that in his hands seems to improve the outcome, but has not yet been proven. Doctors have long endeavored to treat disease with no known cure. It is better to trust someone who is actively seeking the cure than government bureaucrats or other physicians who do not have a cure and are not working in this area. It is easy for outsiders to ridicule physicians that are actively trying to treat patients. No known
0: available. Okay. What What do you mean?
1: I mean that scientists, doctors, and members of the media should not support a narrative that is disparaging of those who use ivermectin for their COVID nineteen infection. I read an article in Scientific American with the headline "Fringe Doctors Groups Promote iver- Ivermectin for COVID Despite a Lack of Evidence." They gave no description of these fringe doctors other than linking them to the use of ivermectin the descriptive term fringe doctors biases the reader from the outset. On the other hand, there is no need for advocate groups to promote the use of ivermectin for COVID-19. It is up to physicians who favor the use of ivermectin to present data that is peer-reviewed to convince other physicians of its efficacy.
0: So what do you believe the, the motivation for this two-sided controversy is?
1: I have my suspicions, but must say that regardless of motivations, The potential outcome for doctors and their patients is not as healthy an outcome as it might be if physicians were free to treat individuals as they believe best. There is a larger issue here that will eventually transcend the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is the over of medicine and the role of elected officials and career bureaucrats in the diagnosis and treatment of disease. That issue is this. Should someone other than your doctor decide your treatment?
0: It's those unanticipated consequences that are not considered, never mind the long-term outcomes.
1: Yes, that's certainly true.
0: Now, with the time we have left, what is at the base of this controversy? Is it greed? Is it a distrust of government, authority, or possibly something else?
1: Well, I believe that the political divide in this country has not allowed the government to come together to support a unified public health response to the pandemic. This has led to a distrust of government and mixed messages being sent out to the public. Even at this late date, I would favor a bipartisan presidential commission made up of senators and congressmen from both parties, as well as public health experts from the private sector, as well as public health experts uh, from the government. To advise the president on public health policy, the commission should have the support of both parties and put out clear statements that would not have anything to do with politics, but would represent the best advice from the public health community. This commission should stick to public health policy and say nothing about the treatment of infected patients such a commission to be a model for the next epidemic whenever it occurs.
0: Well, this latest controversy about ivermectin and off-label prescriptions is almost identical to the hydroxychloroquine issue Dr. Goldstein discussed in September of 2020. Differing views about what is or is not science face off without much in the way of neutral reporting. What causes people to stick to their beliefs And act with skepticism despite overwhelming contradictory evidence is in the middle of this issue. We tend to believe those who are around us most along with those who can validate our own beliefs. Humans stick to their beliefs in the face of contradictory evidence, and all of us have beliefs that don't necessarily match reality. It's an unavoidable part of the human condition. But here's the bottom line, as Dr. Goldstein said. Listen to your personal doctor about what is or is not acceptable for you. Information from the media, from social media, your friends, your neighbors, your family members, all of that has its place, but when it comes to your health, there's nothing that's better or could ever replace what your doctor recommends. Now, to learn more about this and other issues critical to the medical profession, be sure to visit the website which is houstonhealthcareinitiative.org. Now, thank you for listening to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. Tell your friends about us and be sure to come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.